Welcome back to the Game Master Certification Organization's Interview Excerpt Podcast Series. Hi, I'm your host, Melody Raynell. For our next few episodes, we have the minds behind Kinka.io. Haven't heard of Kinka.io yet? Well, stick around for this podcast series and you may just be glad you did. So who do we have here with us? Would you gentlemen like to introduce yourselves? Hi there. I'm Jay. Jay, John. There we go. <laughs> nice and easy. <laughs> Perfect. How are you both doing today? Yeah, can't complain. Good, good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> Thanks for asking. We are really excited to have you both here with us. <laughs> We're happy to just goof around and enjoy. Wonderful. We're going to have a lot of fun, I can tell. So would you both like to give a little more information about yourselves for our listeners? Jay, do you want to go first? Go for it. Okay. Hi, my name is Jay. I go by the alias Alestis Online. I'm a dungeon master and I've been playing role-playing games and more specifically Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition since it came out. Basically, it's when I fell in love with role-playing games. I've been the forever DM since then and have been having my own world, my own homebrew world since uh, six years. So fairly after discovering Dungeons & Dragons, did the starter set and then started my own adventure, my own homebrew and been playing in that since then. And got tired of losing all my notes and never knowing what was, where was the information I needed during a session or during my session prep. So built a small tool called Kanka.io during a weekend. And that was three and a half years ago, October 2018. Posted it on Reddit, not expecting anyone to really have a look at it. Woke up the next day, 200 people had created an account and were asking me, how can we pay you to keep working on this? And that's kind of how I became a professional, don't want to say dungeon master, because I don't want to pay to be a dungeon master, but this is how Dungeons and Dragons all playing games ended up being my job. So Kanka has been growing as a hobby project since yeah, end of 2018 and beginning of 2020, John joined along because I didn't want to have to figure out marketing and paying taxes with the income from the company. So <laughs> that's where he comes in the picture. John and I have been best friends for over a decade now, and it just made sense to bring him along. It was a real privilege to join the project. I remember we had preliminary conversations because I was going through a transition at work and I wasn't too happy with the way things were working out for me. And I guess Jay was visiting and he came over for a weekend, stayed over at mine. And we had a million and one conversations. And I don't know that when he left, I had a clear idea of what was going to happen. But shortly after we decided that we would try and sort of evolve Kanka from a hobby project that Jay did sort of on the side to something that would, well, be a proper company and that we would try and grow and just kind of see where that would take us. And so Jay kindly invites me along for the ride, as he said, <laughs> to do all the stuff he doesn't want to do. And, uh, and so here I was, and here I am today. It's been what? It's been a year and a half now. It's been, uh, yeah. it's been an interesting ride. It really has flown by. I have to say, I've worked in various sectors before. But this is by far what I've enjoyed the most. I didn't even know that this is what I wanted. I didn't have any prior experience in marketing, which is one of my main responsibilities within Kanka. And I kind of had to learn and, and sort of, uh, you know, adapt to what the company needed. But it's really been a true like gem of a job, I have to say. 
And I'm very happy that I'm part of this. And while I don't have Jay's background in game mastering, I've never really been huge when it comes to role playing. You know, I've played Dungeons and Dragons a handful of times, and I have very good friends of mine, Jay being one of them, and my flatmate for a few years who play quite regularly. And so I've been sort of exposed to that. But I definitely come to Kanka more from a sort of a world building perspective as opposed to a dungeon master perspective. I've read pretty much every science fantasy book I've ever managed to find. I have a massive soft spot for anything that's high fantasy. And that's always tied in, you know, with my hopes and my aspirations to write a book, which is where Kanka comes in, in the sense that like, I've been using Kanka to world build and to sort of document the world for the book that I will probably never publish, but always aspire to publish. But so yeah, it's been quite an interesting ride. And it's been a pleasure to be able I think for both Jay and I, but speaking just for myself, it's been a pleasure to explore that sort of nerdy side of me without any restraint. Okay. Tell us about your art as a game master. I will let Jay take this one because as I said, I've never GM'd. I have nothing to, <laughs> nothing interesting to contribute here, sadly. Okay. Oof. Let me think what's relevant to this. One thing I love doing is drawing maps. I spend, well, I haven't, hasn't been as crazy recently like in the last six months but i will spend an ungodly amount of time drawing maps for my continents like figuring out where does this river go where does this mountain range go where's a logical city how big is a city based on how many trade routes flow through it because the more trade the richer the city usually would a capital city not on a port location make sense or close to the river so that's something I enjoy spending too much time thinking about and then figuring out, okay, what's the name of this city? What's the name of this town? What's the name of this continent? What's the culture here? Because I always try and base my areas on the real world. So, okay, okay, this region, it's more, the architecture is Turkish, but the people speak Greek and oh, Italian and have Italian names and kind of go from there and spend, um, I think my main world or one of my main continent maps, I spent over 120 hours in Photoshop just tweaking over the years. So there's definitely an artistic side to me where I'll spend too much time and my players will be, okay, looks nice. And then just, that's the end of that. <laughs> Another thing I used to, to do quite a lot of music when I was in my uh, early uh, adulthood a long time ago. And so for me, music and ambience is always very important during my sessions. Now that it's all online, I make sure we play through Discord and I have a bot that I can control and have my own Spotify playlist. And then I'll tell the bot, play the songs from this playlist to kind of control the mood. I feel my players have, I added that a couple of years ago and they really, really enjoy it. And I also spent too much time curating these playlists depending on, okay, we're in a town and this is the atmosphere I want for it. It's a market town. It's more maybe oriental is it more nordic okay i'll try and find music which fits and that's all from spending too much time thinking about music and sound sound design all right what do you love about games and just to let you know these questions are going to be intentionally vague <laughs> john do you want to have a go at it i'll have a sip oh. here in the meantime <laughs> <laughs> games i guess like it's intentionally vague as i've mentioned i don't play many role-playing games i have laughed a couple times with jay actually and that was quite an experience i think but in general you know if we extrapolate games to uh, other games that i might play so board games or 
video games in general. I think what I like is kind of losing myself. Well, there are several aspects of it that I like. I like the losing myself in a universe. I think I've always been sort of partial to expansive universes, expansive lore. I like, you know, if I talk about books for a second, I tend to like books that have very rich worlds and very detailed worlds. I think, you know, of course, Tolkien would be one of the best in this. But also, you know, if I go back to my youth, having read through just about every Star Wars book that was available, which kind of created quite a rich lore. And so what do I like about games? I like being able to lose myself within the confines of the universe that they offer. So I tend to like, yeah, that sort of escape. Escape is perhaps not the right word because I'm not trying to escape from my life, but I do like being able to sort of let my imagination free flow. And I do like to be able to just kind of experience someone else's imagination and just feel a sense of wonder. I think that's probably the key element here, a sense of wonder. That's what attracts me most about games or about books or about everything you know, sort of within that realm is experiencing that, yeah, that sense of wonder. Seeing something new, seeing something that I hadn't ever conceived or thought of, interactions that I had never yeah, imagined, and just being sort of taken aback by that. I think that's what I personally enjoy the most. Creativity is just so unending. And I mean, we all inspire to take inspiration from others. I think that that's, you know, that's just a basis of how creativity works. But then within that inspiration, you really sort of adapt it and mold it into something completely new and completely different. And I think just seeing what people are capable of coming up with, to me is, I don't even know what the word is, but it's something I enjoy experiencing. I enjoy seeing what others can come up with, the universes that others come up with. You know, even if we think back to a couple of years ago, I have a slightly different heritage. I'm Middle Eastern as well as European. And I remember Jay taking inspiration for some of his characters and some of his kingdoms from the Middle East. I remember having conversations with him about it and, you know, sharing. It was silly, right? It was even sharing names of my family members. I guess if you're not really exposed to something different like that, then you never really have that basis to then create off of. And I think that was something that was quite enjoyable to me, just to see where Jay could take these small everyday inputs and create something new and something different out of it. And so, yeah, that's, I think that's what I enjoy about games, just that creativity. For me, it's the communal aspects. Uh, I love games, like you mentioned. You've LARPed with me and I've done quite a bit of LARP. I love getting into character and creating a story of others. And I also prefer playing video games or games in general, well, video games with others. I remember during the first lockdown, we played a lot of games together online. There weren't necessarily games I really enjoyed, but just the, the fact of playing with other people was, for me, the social aspect was really enjoyable. And the same with role-playing games, where it's me and friends sitting around a table, being goofy, telling stories, doing silly voices, pretending to be drunk in a tavern. Or the same, I really enjoy board games. And again, board games I prefer most are collaborative, where everyone's kind of working together towards a goal. And so that's really what I enjoy, I guess, most about games. And sure, I like solo games, computer games, RPGs, like I really enjoy The Witcher. But where I get the most enjoyment is when I'm playing with other friends. Very nice. Thank you. All right. Here's my last question for this podcast episode. How would you describe your better self? 
this is uh, taller, <laughs> 30 pounds slimmer, <laughs> less, less receding hairline. <laughs> yeah, this is a tough one. <laughs> no, I, I think as every person, I have flaws and I've done introspection, so I kind of know where there's areas for me to be better. I know I can be quite lazy, especially when answering to feature request for Kanko with something I disagree. <laughs> Not necessarily lazy, but also very dismissive. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Something John helps me with a lot when I think an idea is not good. Yeah, John helps me find a diplomatic way of saying yes, but no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of interaction is something which... I know as a person, I can improve, especially now that canker is my income, so I can't just piss people off. <laughs> and yeah, just being less lazy at times, like saying, okay, let me send out the, the calendar invitation to my friends for the next D&D game, or just build that feature I've been talking about for two years, but never got to doing. I can't think of much else from a uh, habits perspective. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> not go to bed at three o'clock in the morning as much that'd probably help <laughs> living more healthy lifestyle but otherwise probably read more yeah that's one i wish i would read more because i i just don't read a lot and i love books like john said before sci-fi books or who have cool role building ideas or elements and they're like flip your head over on a concept like i really love china mirville's books embassy town which is about civilization humans come in contact with aliens who have a completely different way of communicating and talking and it just it's really a cool concept and i wish i read more books like that to kind of incorporate into my world building yeah john yeah um my better self Oof. we're all sort of on a journey to better ourselves but i'm also a bit reluctant hmm, how do i put this we can always picture a sort of better version of ourselves, but I think that also does us a disservice in the sense that as long as we are progressing towards a better version of ourselves, I don't necessarily like the idea of you know comparing who I am today to who I could be, because I think also standards on your better version of yourself, well, my standards on my better version of myself have changed dramatically over the years. And I think I'm a lot happier today and I'm a, much better person today than I was, you know, five years ago or even three years ago. But I think that the person from three years ago or from five years ago wouldn't necessarily agree with that because I think we are, as human beings, hopefully in constant flux and, you know, you experience new things every day and hopefully you learn from them and you evolve with that. So I think it's hard for me to say where the better version of me lies and what that better version looks like because I don't know what I don't know. But if I was to choose sort of more standard, well, standard is perhaps not the right word, but, you know, points of improvement, things that I would like to work on over the course of the next six months to a year, I think that uh, it's funny that you say that I'm diplomatic, Jay, and I would agree that I'm the more diplomatic of the two. There are definitely certain things where I'm perhaps a bit too... Uh, I want to please a bit too much. I know that when we have feature requests or when some of our users want something, I tend to bug Jay every which way for him to try to make it happen, even if it doesn't necessarily make sense, because I tend to be afraid of, um, rejection is a strong word here, but you know, I tend to want people to think as positively as possible of Hanker, 
And that sometimes comes with short-term thinking as opposed to long-term thinking. What makes sense right now as opposed to what makes sense as a global picture? And I think that is something that I would like to work on. And I am trying to work on just be a bit less sort of knee-jerk when criticism comes in. You're going back to what we were saying earlier with the new UX. It has sometimes been difficult for me to just take a step back and just wait I tend to thrive when in action. And so when it's just about waiting and collecting that feedback and having to weather the storm, that sometimes takes its toll on me. I think, you know, talking about my better self, that's definitely something where I would like to improve. Perhaps, you know, accept that things take time and that you don't have to change immediately just because someone says so. I think that would be my biggest point of improvement. I don't know what else... I would like to tinker more as well, I think. I've always liked building computers. You know, it's a bit of a tangent, I know, but I'm a bit of a tinkerer in that respect. And it's something I've been doing a bit more and more lately, but it's not something I've necessarily had much time for over the years. And so I think that's another thing where I just like to... My better self is probably happier tinkering with electronics on a more regular basis, I think. But I don't know if it's so much better as happier. Is happier better? I guess that's an open-ended question as well. Thank you to both of you for sharing that with us and letting us get to know you just a little bit better. Well, we'll wrap this first podcast episode up here. Thank you, John and Jay, for being with us. We look forward to chatting with you more during our next few episodes. To our listeners, in future episodes with John and Jay, we'll have the opportunity to learn more about Kanka.io and we'll be talking about some world building as well. But coming up next, we'll be learning about how to handle mistakes, how to get players to start playing, and evaluating performance and improvement as a game master. So stay tuned. Follow us to receive notifications when new podcasts are released. For more podcasts and information, check out our website, GameMasterCertification.org. If you liked what you've heard here, please hit that share button and help us spread the word. Thank you for listening.